Hello and welcome to this week's Three Shifts edition by Six Pages, the source for far-reaching market shifts and what they mean. It's November 6th, 2020. Here are the three shifts that you need to know this week. One, California's Prop 22 and Prop 24 set a new tone for the gig economy and data privacy. Two, new H-1B visa rules make hiring foreign workers more expensive. And three, U.S. health insurers and hospitals are forced to publicize their negotiated rates. Shift one: California's Prop 22 and Prop 24 set a new tone for the gig economy and data privacy. This week, two major 2020 ballot propositions were passed in California, a state which has at times served as a bellwether for regulation in other U.S. states and at the federal level. Policymakers and industry executives have been watching Proposition 22, which classifies app-based drivers as independent contractors, and Proposition 24. Which largely strengthens consumer privacy protections closely. Their passing promises to set the tone for related future regulation across the U.S., with implications for a range of industries such as mobility, automotive, grocery, technology, e-commerce, advertising, and publishing. California voters passed Prop 22 with 58% of the vote as of this writing. Prop 22 effectively exempts app-based rideshare and delivery companies from California's AB5 law. AB5, which took effect in January of this year, had threatened to force Uber, Lyft, Instacart, DoorDash, and Postmates to classify their drivers as employees entitled to associated benefits. The passing of Prop 22 means the gig economy players can maintain their contractor-based model while formalizing new driver benefits. Such as a 120% guarantee tied to the applicable minimum wage, based on "quote-unquote" engaged time, healthcare subsidies for drivers working over 15 hours per week, per-mile compensation for vehicle expenses, and accident insurance. The passing of Prop 22 is a resounding victory for Uber, Lyft, Instacart, DoorDash, and Postmates, who collectively spent a record $200 million campaigning for the initiative. For these gig economy players. AB5 and other regulations like it posed an existential threat to their business model. In August 2020, Uber and Lyft narrowly avoided a suspension of service in California after a judge's order to convert their drivers to employees was stayed. The Wall Street Journal later reported that Uber was considering downsizing its California operations to just the San Francisco Bay Area and Los Angeles if Prop 22 failed. With Prop 22's passing, The return on the gig economy players' investment could be substantial. One UC Berkeley study estimated Uber and Lyft together save over $100 million annually on unemployment insurance taxes by classifying their over 525,000 drivers as contractors. California voters also passed Prop 24, with 56% in favor as of this writing. Prop 24, also called the California Privacy Rights Act (CPRA). Elaborates on the consumer privacy protections mandated by the California Consumer Privacy Act (CCPA), which went into effect on January 1, 2020. The original CCPA requires companies that meet certain requirements and are doing business in California to notify consumers about personal data collection and provide certain consumer rights, such as the right to know what is being collected, opt out of personal data being sold, request deletion, and not be discriminated against for exercising the above rights. The new CPRA takes it a step further, 
Giving consumers the right to limit use of certain sensitive data, for example, race, health data, geolocation, and sexual orientation, and restrict sharing, not just selling, of their personal data between companies. It also triples penalties for violations related to children under 16 and establishes the California Privacy Protection Agency, CPPA, with a $10 million annual budget for enforcement, rather than leaving it to the resource-constrained California Attorney General. Prop 24, however, has its critics, who have pointed to certain concessions to industry. Examples of concessions include allowing companies to disadvantage consumers who opt out. For example, loyalty clubs can withhold discounts and exceptions for credit reporting agencies and data gathered from quote-unquote widely distributed media. While the full impact of the initiatives remains to be seen, we can expect them to influence future legislation. Prop 22 will likely dampen enthusiasm for legislation similar to AB5 in other states, potentially redirecting the energy towards strengthening benefits and protections for contractors. Prop 24, on the other hand, will likely inform federal privacy legislation which in concept has bipartisan support, with the CCPA and CPRA serving as a blueprint in some respects. To read more content related to the gig economy and privacy regulation, check out our January 10th, 2020 brief, Uber and the Gig Economy Are Facing Headwinds, and our December 30th, 2019 brief, The California Privacy Law, effective January 1st, will set the tone for U.S. regulation. Shift 2. New H-1B visa rules make hiring foreign workers more expensive. Last week, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, DHS, introduced a proposal to change the allocation system for H-1B visas from a randomized lottery system to one that prioritizes the highest salary jobs. H-1B visas permit foreign workers in quote-unquote specialty occupations to work for U.S. firms. The government determines four wage levels for each occupation within a U.S. region and requires companies to pay H-1B employees at or above the wage level aligned with their experience. The proposed rule would make it almost impossible for workers in the lowest wage band, i.e. entry level, to get one of the 85,000 H-1B visas allowed each year. The administration intends for the rule, currently in a 30-day comment period, to be complete before the end of President Trump's term. The recent proposal comes on the heels of two rules announced in early October 2020 overhauling the H-1B program. One-third of H-1B applications are expected to be disqualified under these October rules, though current visa holders won't be impacted right away. The first rule, which was published as an interim final rule and took effect on October 8th, raised the wage floor significantly for foreign workers. It increased the wage floor for entry-level workers to the 45th percentile, up from the 17th, and for highest-skilled workers to the 95th percentile, up from the 67th for a given profession. In many cases, wages increased by forty dollars to $50,000 at each level. In San Francisco, for instance, an entry-level programmer on an H-1B will be paid a minimum of $112,000 versus $78,000. Under the rule, there are over 18,000 professions with a wage floor of $208,000, even at lower skill levels. The second rule, also published as an interim final rule and scheduled to take effect December 7th, has several implications. It narrows what qualifies as a quote-unquote specialty occupation and requires foreign workers to have a college degree specific to the given role versus a more general college degree mandate or experience-based qualification. 
workers hired by outsourcing firms, for example, Infosys and Accenture, to work on-site at another company will also be more heavily scrutinized and be granted only one-year visas instead of the typical three years, increasing the application costs for employers. The stated goals of the current U.S. administration, which has not been friendly to foreign worker programs, are to prioritize American workers and provide upward pressure on wages. The administration notably had issued a temporary ban on foreign workers coming to the U.S. on H-1B and other employment-based visas in June 2020, amid the pandemic, though a judge later blocked enforcement. Supporters have argued that the changes would mean that some foreign workers would be paid more fairly. Opponents of the rules, in turn, cite the unrealistic wage levels, constraints on firms' ability to recruit top talent, and damage to U.S. innovation and competitiveness. For businesses that rely on foreign skilled workers for key roles, the H-1B changes are a significant threat to the way they do business. Legal challenges are underway, including a recent amicus brief from 46 companies, including Apple, Google, Amazon, and Facebook. The accelerated pathway used by the U.S. administration makes the October 2020 rules in particular more likely to be struck down. The tenuous position of the acting DHS secretary, who has been ruled by a judge to be serving illegally, could be another point of vulnerability in a court case. It's not clear whether Joe Biden, who has indicated support for raising wages for H-1B workers, would keep or reverse the changes if he wins the presidency. In addition to legal challenges, Companies are also considering options such as permanent remote work, shifting headcount away from the U.S., and establishing new facilities in other countries. Canada may be a beneficiary of the new policies, with recruits from U.S. universities sent to satellite offices there. If the rules are sustained, companies will have to make significant longer-run adjustments to how they hire and train, with a heavy emphasis on internal skills development. To read more content related to employment policies and regulatory threats to tech companies, check out our May 29th, 2020, Three Shifts edition, Remote First Becomes Permanent for Many Tech Firms and Professionals. And our May 29th, 2020, Three Shifts edition, Trump's executive order threatens to make tech platforms liable for user content. Shift 3. U.S. health insurers and hospitals are forced to publicize their negotiated rates. The Trump administration recently finalized a rule that requires private health insurers to publicize the prices they negotiate with providers. The administration's stated goal is to increase transparency for consumers and lower healthcare expenses. It comes on the heels of a similar rule finalized in November 2019 requiring the other side of the table, hospitals, to publish their own rates, rates negotiated with insurers as well as discounted out-of-pocket rates. The new requirements for insurers will be rolled out in stages. Insurers will have to post online three publicly available data files of, quote, in-network provider negotiated rates, historical out-of-network allowed amounts, and drug pricing information, end quote, by January 1st, 2022. The expectation is that the private sector will begin to develop consumer applications, for example, price comparison and provider search tools, based on this data. Hospitals, according to the rule passed last year, will similarly have to post their negotiated rates and out-of-pocket prices for 300 services in a publicly available data file by January 1, 2021. Insurers will also have to provide consumers with an online shopping tool with both negotiated prices and a real-time, personalized estimate of out-of-pocket costs 
for 500 of the quote-unquote most shoppable healthcare services by January 1st, 2023. All remaining services are required to be included by January 1st, 2024. The rule gives this access to about 200 million Americans with employer-provided or individually purchased insurance. Both hospitals and insurers are pushing back, arguing that the rules diminish their negotiating power, have the potential to confuse consumers and put their privacy at risk, and could even have the effect of increasing prices. Higher prices could stem, for instance, from reduced incentives to lower rates, hospitals with lower reimbursement rates seeking to match higher rates, and consumers opting for more expensive services if they believe higher prices mean higher quality. A lower court has upheld the rule for hospitals, and the case is currently in appeals. Appellate judges have not yet ruled but have been skeptical of the hospital industry's arguments. More legal challenges are expected from industry groups and insurers, who face a higher compliance burden than hospitals. These rules represent a dramatic change to the healthcare system in the U.S., where pricing of services has often been opaque. As the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association has said, quote, the sheer volume of data health plans would be obligated to disclose is staggering, end quote. We can expect to see a surge of consumer applications that tap into this new data to provide greater insight and help consumers select healthcare services. Over time, with the increase in transparency, we will also likely see greater convergence of prices and perhaps less fragmentation in the healthcare system based on negotiated agreements. With this convergence, both hospitals and payers will shift more of their attention to other bases of competition, such as the patient experience. To read more content related to healthcare regulation, check out our September 18th, 2020 Three Shifts Edition, Trump's controversial order to test capped Medicare payments for Part B and D drugs. And our March 16th, 2020 brief, the new HHS rules and shifting regulatory landscape around health data and AI. That's it for this week's Three Shifts Edition. As a special announcement this week, we'd like to let you know that we're increasing the price of our annual Six Pages membership from $199 per year to $299 per year on November 20th. To celebrate a successful first year, we're offering you the chance to sign up as a founding member before then and lock in the current $199 per year rate for life. In addition to locking in that rate, founding members will also have a direct line of the Six Pages team, be able to weigh in on new products and features, and in some cases, get early access before we roll them out to everyone. To sign up, use code FOUNDINGMEMBER859 on our join page at sixpages.com forward slash join anytime before November 20th. The link is also in the show notes. And what a first year it's been. To pull from just a few of our flagship briefs, we described the satellite internet opportunity nearly a year before SpaceX's Starlink was ready to launch a public beta. We covered national digital currencies more than six months before China announced over $150 million in digital yuan transactions. And we called the renewal of Walmart just before its share price went on a seven-month run, rising over 30%. We also linked up with in-kind partners TED and 500 Startups and brought six pages to students at most of the top MBA programs across the country. And this is just the beginning. Going forward, keep an eye out for our upcoming brief on electric vehicles and their growth trajectory. And talk to you again on next week's Three Shifts Edition. Three Shifts Edition.